Welcome to episode number 55. This is a random ramblings episode by yours truly and the beautiful Lynn. So we're going to be pulling cards and we just had a really great discussion before this. So perhaps what we are talking about will come up in this reading or this um, random ramblings, but we will see. So I will be pulling from my crystal deck or my moon deck and my ascended masters oracle deck. And Lynn will be pulling from her Moonology deck and her Reiki deck, right? Yeah. So my Yasmin Boland Moonology Oracle cards and Penelope Quest Living Reiki cards. Cool. So I didn't shuffle, but I flipped over the the backs of the deck, which I typically do when I do readings. So the first one I got was Sacred Self and number eight, the path, and then security. So this is really interesting because this is, to me, number eight is abundance and security also represents abundance. And the sacred self is expressing your gifts and tapping into your inner abundance, which is really funny because Lynn and I had a great discussion about abundance right before we pressed record. So it's just funny that it literally came up. Um, we manifested it, I guess. But anyway, this person is looking, um, this person on the number eight, she's on the path of abundance. And what she's doing is she has her, her um, hands behind her back and there's a ladder up to this abundance, but she's in this, this world of desolate, I guess the word I'm looking for. I don't know if that, is that a word? Desolate? It's a word. Okay, cool. She's in this desolate environment and she's kind of contemplating going up this ladder into her abundance. And she's not really sure if she's, if she trusts this ladder, because the ladder kind of looks shaky. It doesn't look like it's going to support her. But um, what I feel from this is when she taps into that inner trust and she climbs up that ladder into the abundance, she's going to find this security and that she's going to find her sacred self and she's going to express her gifts and dance to the sacred rhythm of life and unleash her spirit. Um, And then on this card, she's tapped into her intuition. Her hair is flowing. There's a dove and a macabre on the very front of it. So this is representing unleashing your gifts and expressing them and tapping into your divine nature. And the security card just ties this all in together because when we express our authenticity, we feel secure in ourselves and we feel secure in trusting and trusting the path that's kind of laid out for us because the path is actually never laid out for us. Um, but it's more so like a path that is ever changing. And as, as long as we're trusting as we're taking steps that the next step will support us, we could go in a million different directions. It's just up to us and the steps we're taking on that path because there's unlimited amount of paths. And if you're wanting to be on your higher path, trust, first of all, and trust in your divinity and trust in your sacred self. And yeah, I'm just um, like this card says, unleash your spirit and express your gifts. Mm-hmm. And also like back to the authenticity is part of things. Like I think 
at a certain point, it's just so much easier to go through life being authentic to yourself and just being true to who you are because then you don't have to keep up appearances, which can be super tiring and draining. So I think that's what resonated with me out of that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, being authentic is it's ultimately it's weird because it's such a paradox because it's it's almost like you've had all this uh, this programming and to step into our authenticity feels like a battle at times especially at the beginning because we have to be uncomfortable at first because it's we're in our comfortable ways of being our not self so when we step into our true selves it may feel uncomfortable and vulnerable and scary but once we start trusting it like Lynn said it's an easier path And it will lead us to that abundance, whether it be like monetary abundance, an abundance of joy, an abundance of whatever your heart desires. Yeah. I don't know if you have this issue. I don't know if like this is a common issue either, but I think like when it came to me being more authentic to who I was, it was really difficult because I felt like I didn't know who my authentic self was. Like I didn't know if I was like, if my authentic self was really my authentic self or it was another kind of like facade where it's like, oh, this is the authentic me. But really it was just a facade. And I think it had to do with like all that conditioning growing up and, you know, playing different roles throughout my life. It became a mishmash and I didn't really know who, I was as a person and it took a lot of like it took a lot of work to try to figure that out and I realized like my authentic self is the person that I'm most uncomfortable being Mm, that's such a good point yeah because at first it will it's going to feel uncomfortable because there's a lot of digging like you said we have to go through um a lot of um a lot of unraveling like unraveling of the ego and unraveling of these facades that we've built up over time and these masks that we've like piled on over time. And I think really tapping into what helped for me personally was tapping into who I was when I was a child. And that helps why I asked my mom, I asked my, my aunt and just people that were closer to me um, at the time are like my, my mentors, I guess you would say my mentors. I hate (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, But you know what I mean? Like asking the people that you grew up with, how you were as a child and that, and also personal tools like astrology really helped me. Cause when I feel like something resonates with me and it empowers me, that is my true self. And when something, especially when it resonates, like in my heart space, I'm like, okay, that's my true self. And really uncovering those wounds and like what was my not self and like what what were my shadows which your shadows are still yourself but as far as any wounds and inner inner child wounds that's not really um how do I say this it's it's like an inauthentic version of yourself because your authentic self is just basically love and your oh I lost my train of thought there but um, yeah, that's what really helped for me is unraveling all of those wounds um, that I that I had from yeah yeah because like I think when I was trying to figure it all out I don't know I just felt like it was during the time where I was doing my like 
starting out my life coaching business and like everybody's like oh be authentic and then you can kind of like attract your ideal clients like things will just kind of start rolling in for you whatever and then so I was like okay am I being authentic or am I like being quote unquote authentic because I'm trying to like attract people with like who I am so it was like I couldn't differentiate that line like I didn't know where that line was and I think I had trouble really like I don't know getting clear or like trying to decipher which voice was really mine and which one was like my ego Mm, that's such a good point yeah and then so our egos our ego screams and our intuition is calm that's what I've found to be true for me. Yeah. It's like our, in, yeah, our intuition's like a very calm voice and it's very fleeting at first. It will literally tell you the answer and then it flees and then your ego comes in, like stomp, like kicks open the door and it's like, no, listen. you know what I mean? Like, that's how I imagine it. Like if you've, have you seen that Disney movie where, um, oh my goodness, it's, it's the Pixar movie where, you go, they go into the girl's mind and there's like anger and there's joy and there's sadness. Yeah. Um, I imagine anger, like kicking open the door, like is your ego and it's like, well, I'm here. You have the flaming head. That's what I imagine. But yeah, no, you're right. Cause like, I don't know when I'm being authentic to who I am. It's just, I feel more at ease and it's mm-hmm. just like, there's like a lightness to it. Well, right if I feel like I'm being inauthentic, I can feel like my muscles like physically tensing up. Like, yes. Not like a, like a, I'm flexing kind of tensing up, but just like a subtle one. Yes. Like clenching the jaw. Um, yep. Totally. Cause you will see, you will feel that in your body when you're, when you're kind of, cause the fear and like any, any, denseness will kind of show up in your body as well um, and in your emotional body so if you feel like a tightness in your throat when you're when you're talking or when you're writing rather whether it be like writing a blog post or something like that that could be your authentic voice wanting to come out um, and then just showing you that it's not being let out fully and you're still kind of pulling back the reins on it yeah no for sure I think like even like now I'm still working on all that stuff like personal growth is like a an eternal journey (laughs) it really is it is forever (laughs) and I feel like I've only dipped my toes in it and honestly it's exciting it's really exciting like learning more about yourself and especially when you have that perspective towards it where you allow it to empower you rather than you know bring you down or anything like that because we could all use some empowerment from time to time I feel like so often we're in this world and we read all these things that kind of just bring us down. And um, especially now there's like a lot of darkness around us. So it's nice to kind of find a little bit of light within as well as like embrace the darkness that comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, even before we started recording, we said like, there's no light without darkness in my mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah. It's a dance. Life is a dance between the, the darkness and the light. And um, I think the more that we like tap into both, the more we can find the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so my cards, I pulled 
from the living reiki deck it's get spiritually fit and there is like a saying on the back of the card it says we all want to have clarity inner strength and a sense of purpose in our lives but like physical fitness it can take effort and ongoing commitment hey look at that get spiritually fit means living authentically being true to yourself and everything you do in your work relationships and leisure time and making life choices from a place of courage love and trust instead of from fear which is really what living the reiki way is all about Isn't that wow that synchronicity beautiful <laughs> it's just like it has all the words that we were just talking about love um, it and then from the moonology deck, I got waxing moon, which is the energy is gaining momentum. So what this card means is during the waxing moon cycle, hope springs eternal. And this card is a very positive omen, which indicates that you can create the reality you're dreaming. Um, and though it will take some work, you're not going to, you're going to not quite get there yet. But this is the time of energies rising up. So emotions are building. And the additional meanings of this card is the situation is full of potential. Your dreams can come true. And the more effort is yet required, like, are you willing to work for it? That's a question you have to ask for yourself is, are you willing to do the work? And this is also a time to review your goals and ensure that you're still committed um, and just to do a little check-in to see if you're on track. And it reminds you to keep moving forward. So the waxing cycle is the period of the lunar cycle from the new moon to the full moon. And during this time, the moon appears to be slightly bigger and rounder every night. And this is a very empowered and empowering time. And this is a very promising card. It suggests now is the time to make, to make plans and act on them no matter when you actually pull the card. Mm. And one more synchronicity I have to chime in with is the card I pulled and the number eight was a waxing crescent. (laughs) I love it. We're so in sync today. I I know. (laughs) I love it. So like, honestly, I don't even know if I have anything more to say about the get spiritually fit. Um, I feel like we said everything because it's like, like it says, it's a daily practice. Um, you need to build that spiritual muscle, I guess. And it's an ongoing journey. Like, honestly, like I don't see spirituality as like, there's a finish line to it. I don't see like, some people say when you reach enlightenment, but even then I feel like there's another layer to it. And so I think when it comes to spirituality, it's always like, it's a forever journey. What do you think? I totally agree. And I feel like it's an ongoing journey of just peeling back the layers. And once I feel like there's just infinite amount of layers they peel back until, you know, we reach a a dimension where the cycle repeats again, (laughs) which is like the 12th dimension. So <laughs> a dimension that we can't even really comprehend. Actually. Oh yeah. We can't comprehend that with our, with our human, our human brains. But um, yeah, once we reach that dimension, it's like, then it just, the cycle repeats from my understanding or from what I to believe to be true right now. Um, yeah. Peeling back those layers 
peeling back, peeling back. And then once we reached the, the one, the one seed that we all came from, the cycle repeats. And it's just an ongoing process of, of consciousness learning itself again and again and again and realizing itself again and again and again. And that's why there's this concept of past lives and, and, um, this non-concept of time because time is just a construct of our mind. So it's like, it's, this is all happening all at once. And right now, like in the third dimension, we're perceiving of time in a linear, a linear way. But once we reach the higher dimensions, we'll realize all of this is happening at once and it always has all happened at once. Yeah. No, it's, uh, there's so much information and so much to learn out there. Like I keep buying so many books because I'm so intrigued by all different aspects of spirituality and I want to know it all. I don't mm-hmm. know, I ever get to know it all, not in this lifetime because there's just so much to learn. You know, so much Lynn, you know, a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like there's never, we're never going to reach a point where we feel, you know, like there's not, there's not more to learn. And that's what being a forever student is. And it's beautiful because we accept that. And we accept that there's always more to learn. If I could just sit on like the beach all day and read, I would be perfectly content with just read and learn all day. And then like have my own little, um, never mind. I won't get into it, but I would love to just read and learn all day. No, but I know what you mean. Cause like, I, I tell my husband every day, I'm just like, I want to retire. Like, I can't wait to retire. <laughs> I'm like, I tell this to people too. They're like, you're 34 years old. What are you going to do if you're like retired? I was like, I would read. I would read, learn so much. I would try to do like everything that I possibly can. Like, I want to learn how to paint. I want to do pottery. Yes. I want to play the violin. Like, I don't want to be an expert or anything but I just want to learn to do these things and just like understand it Mm -hmm. and experience because that's what all life is all about and it's like it's like that quote about life being our one big experiment and one big playground and it's a balance of the two of it being your experiment and your playground and that's really all it is and um, (laughs) just learning yeah from each other and playing and finding joy and just bring that lightness back into it yeah no I think like how society is built right now I think is backwards I think we should have two days of work and then five day weekends so we oh you're speaking my language <laughs> experience life like I think that's how it's supposed to be agreed and I think we're moving more into that as as we progress and I definitely think we're in a cycle of um, like in the age of Aquarius, which is what we're in now. It's like, we're moving more towards that and more people are realizing, wow, I don't want to work until, you know, I don't want to work to live. I want to like live. Um, And is that the, yeah, that's the quote. It's like, I want to live more and enjoy life rather than just to work my, my life away. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, um, there's like, I forget who it was. It was a podcast I was listening to. I want to say it's How to Money. It's a financial podcast. And they that's basically like their perspective in life is just like they want to not work to live, but not work to live, but live to work. 
No, live to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what I was going for, but I yeah. kind of spit it out for some reason. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I, like that. And so, like, their goal is to reach like a certain point of financial freedom. And so, what they've done is instead of thinking as money as money, they think, or money as currency, they think uh, their time. They think of it as time as their currency. So it's like, mm-hmm. how much life force are you exchanging or how much time are you exchanging to buy like, I don't know, this shirt or like mm-hmm. this like car or whatever, because that's how much extra time you'll have to give up to actually experience life. So like, that's how much time you're going to be set back, I guess, mm-hmm. um, before you can actually like retire. So that's, how I've been trying to like change my thinking is instead of thinking of, of money as the currency of exchange, I'm now thinking it as my time as the currency of exchange. Yes. Yes. And then one book that really changed my perspective on that, like in the very beginning of my personal development journey, cause I was on my personal development journey before I came on my spiritual journey. I read this book called the five hour work week by Tim Ferriss really, really good book. Um, and then also what is the book? Like think oh, and grow rich. Yeah. Four hour work week, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Four hour work week. Thank you. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. I need, I honestly, like, I love, I love reading those books because it kind of gives me more, cause I'm so in my intuition side. So it kind of brings me back into my, um, my groundedness because it's more of a a logical perspective about things, but it also has some law of attraction stuff in there too, especially the think and grow rich book. That one really helped. And I had like a workbook about um, with it. And that kind of, it led me in the right direction. And I really believe the things that we're drawn to will lead us. Like when we follow those little sparks of like the things we're drawn to, it will lead us in the right direction and like the path that we want to be on. I guess there's no right direction, but the path, our highest path, I guess you would say. Yeah, no. And I've never... Like I've been meaning to read the four hour work week. Like that book has been in my wish list for like years now. And I never read uh Think and Grow Rich, but like everybody that I've heard that's read it said it was basically life changing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I it's been it's been years since I read it, so I feel like it might be time for me to read it again. But I'd highly recommend if you if you want to look at money differently, like anyone listening, if you want to look at money differently read that book. And, um, especially if you're more so on the logical side of things, but you're just dabbling into spirituality, it's a really good book to kind of segue the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was bridge one, I forget. It was a book by Vicki Robbins. I forget the title. I'm going to have to Google this. Hold on. Cause her book was also, a really good one. And it was about money as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and while you're doing that, there's another book called, um, by Jen Sincero and it's called, you are a badass at making money. I read her f- first book. Um, you're a badass. And it was really, really good. Um, and then she's got another book called you are a badass at making money. Highly recommend that one too. Okay. Oh, in the book by Vicki Robin is uh, your money or your life. So it's basically the whole same concept where you're using or your time is actually the currency of exchange instead of like money is. So it says it's like nine steps of transforming your relationship with money and achieving financial independence. So it kind of like 
it just changes your perspective about money. So that was a really good book that I enjoyed reading. Yeah, and we'll link these or we'll paste these books in the show notes for you guys if you're interested. Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel like that's a good stopping point for us. So we hope you guys enjoy this random ramblings episode. We love talking about all of this, all of these things, especially abundance. Um, and then bridging like that spirituality and the rush and the rational side with, um, with that, because it really is just energy. So yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.